nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18-hole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com. Keyword passport. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with a little news, a little information. Our very special guest, Michael Bryant. How are you, sir? Good morning. What's happening, Pally? Well, we got a, an indictment, apparently. Um, and so we'll see what that means over the next couple of days. No, I, here's the deal, because I, I really don't have a dog in this fight. I'm not wild about either side of this argument. Uh, so I'm, what I'm trying to learn is... They're talking about up to like 24, 25 different charges. Is is that yeah. unusual or do they like load them up so they can get to one or two? How does that no, work? Well, dep- depends on the case. They'll load them up sometimes because they want to have make sure they have a, a number of charges that will stick. Um, so it's not unusual. Um, this is, But this is a very unusual case. I mean, there's a good possibility you're going to see some charges that, that courts in New York have never seen before. Um, they've never charged a politician or an elected official like this before. They've had other, you know, violations that they've done with um, campaign funds. But there's very good possibility we'll see some charges that, you know, are going to get questioned on whether or not they even really are charges or not or real violations or not. Do you think this is good for America right now? The world is in such turmoil with Russia doing what they're doing. Now China's doing what they're doing. Uh, the Middle East is is grumbling every single day, and we're 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 causing all these problems for ourselves. What the hell is going on in the world right now? Well, I mean, uh, it, it, I I wanted to let all of the or thought the best thing to do would let all this go from the very beginning. Um, but uh, you know, there's people who think that that's what justice is that you if someone does something wrong, they should get charged, and so there's. There's two sides out there. I I don't know. I I, I don't like the constant fight. I would guess no. that we're going to have months and months of of uh, posturing and months and months of 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 statements that are made by both sides, and we'll see where it goes. But yeah, I don't I I, I don't like it overall. But you know, we'll see where it goes, and it'll be interesting to see what these charges are. Um, one of the All things right. that I saw today was he. This isn't the first time a president's been charged. Apparently, uh, in 1872, Ulysses S. Grant got stopped <laughs> for speeding in a carriage, and then they let him go. <laughs> there you have it. The, the worry I have here, Michael, is uh, Michael Bryant with us, ladies and gentlemen, from Bradshaw and Bryant Law Firm. Um, now you charge uh, Donald Trump with uh, 24, 25 charges or whatever it is. And we go through this. On, are, are the other side, are they going to turn around? And, and since the time limit on this first thing ran out and they still charged it anyway, are they going to go after Bill Clinton next? I mean, we're going to, are we ever going to see the end of this? Are these two parties going to fight one another and try to put our former presidents all in prison? What are they doing? Well, you know, DeSantis put out a tweet today saying they wouldn't extradite Trump um, under these charges. Um, so, yeah, we're already seeing that. I mean, right, you know, right. this back and forth is something that happens. Um, you know, I, I, I don't. 
I don't know. I mean, supposedly there's two more indictment areas that are that are being looked at. There's one out of Georgia with the, with that election, right. and then there's the one right. out of the what happened in in D.C. So you know, if we're going to see more, I don't know. Um, and you know, he's going to keep running for president the whole time. So we'll see this all play itself out and uh, what it does. And if we see other presidents get indicted for things on top of it, uh, I guess that's possible. Um, and and then in some spheres with certain people, it's probably probable, but uh, it's not good for anybody in the end. No, it's and that's exactly it, Michael. This is not good for America, particularly right now when it appears on a world stage, we've lost a lot of our power. These other Eastern, Eastern uh, Hemisphere countries Act like they couldn't give a rat's ass what we think right now. I've I've never witnessed that in my entire life, but my God, well, a lot of problems. I mean, we've had action. We've had actions by Russia in the past or Soviet Union, right. depending on which they were at the time. So you know, we had the standoff at you know with Kennedy, and we've had you know different circumstances that have right. popped up with them. So I, I I don't know that this is the only time they haven't acted like they cared about us. Um, but right, no, um, that's true. And it, and a lot of that it also is posturing, too. You know, I mean, we see some things happening with Ukraine that suggests that a lot of gains are being made against them there. And then other times you look at like like it's about to fall at any moment. So it's 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 a complicated world stage. And, you know, this stuff just adds to the drama. And I don't know that people need more drama in their lives right now. Well, question I have, uh, 24 charges, and there might be more. How much is this going to cost the American taxpayer to go after Donald Trump? Uh, well, the Ameri- it, I mean, the indictments are coming out of individual states. So I right. don't, it'll be taxpayers in those states. So I don't know right. that it's a federal right. thing. But, yeah, I mean, every prosecution costs money, and that's part of the, 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 the process, you know, so... But isn't it going to be millions I don't, I don't think of dollars? That's the reason, yeah, I don't think that's the reason not to do it. I think there's other reasons not to do it or to decide that you let things go. I mean, there's some serious questions about some of the charges. Well, I, The hardest thing is right now we don't know what the charges are. We right. know that there's been right. indictment, and indictments happen with, you know, they're one-sided. When you do an indictment, you don't have a full trial. They just get evidence the prosecutor chooses to give people, and they indict somebody. We don't know what those indictments are, and then we may look at some of these charges and see they really, one, shouldn't have been charged, or if they were charged, should have been charged out as misdemeanors or, or much smaller than they were. So who, who, uh, we'll know a lot more about the, this indictment in the next couple of days. Right, and I will tell you, I don't know anything about it, whether he should have been indicted, should not have been indicted, if he's guilty, if he's innocent. I don't know any of this stuff. The one thing that bothers the hell out of me about this is the fact that George Soros is funding this whole damn deal. That, why do we allow him in our country? That man is nothing but trouble. Oh, I, that's, an, that's because he, he, he supported the guy who's, who's doing it. I don't know that he's funding it in the sense of that he's paying for all of it, because like you said, it's a, it's a governmental unit doing it. But his, the funding issue with him is that he supported this guy for his campaign. But not only him, how many dozens and dozens and dozens of people has he brought on state? And he paid for it all. I don't like some guy from another country coming in with his billions of dollars buying people off in our country. That bothers me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I, I, I think that there are, are definite 
questions or there's different difference of opinions on what's what he supports and what he doesn't. So, uh, and his son's I, I worse than know, he is. <laughs> but I, 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 but I don't know beyond him supporting this guy as a candidate. I don't know that there's a true, you know, this is all his funding that's doing this. But I don't. Know. No, 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 I'm not saying it's all that's doing it. But he did fund Alvin Alvin Bragg. There's no question about that. No, he gives a lot. He gives a lot of candidates. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, yep. that's there's no question about that. You know? But he pushes but, an uh, agenda which I don't like. No, he's he he supports people that. Yeah, I I agree. That's if you disagree with that agenda, that's true. So, but yeah. you know, a lot a lot will come out of a lot will come out as we find out what the charges are, and then we'll see. As far as the other indictments, those are completely separate things. Those are you know what they're doing in Georgia and what they're doing with the DC stuff, and right. they keep convicted right. people convicting people with the DC stuff. So there's a lot of people that are in in prison now for the next couple of years that you know probably started that day having no idea they were going to end up in jail. You know, or in prison in the long run. What a weird situation this is. And, but, you know, this is not the first time this has happened. People going after each Hey, look, at least it's not, uh, you know, Aaron Burr where they're going to open fire on each other. So, <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. May, who knows? Maybe not. Maybe they will open yeah. fire on each other. Be quicker. So I guess it's always been a huge problem. But before you go, I want to ask you quickly about the Gwyneth Paltrow verdict. What do you think of that? Yeah. Have you paid any attention to that at all? Uh, somewhat, you know, kind of the same way I watched the Depp hearings. Um, the uh, That trial seems injured, but the jury came down in her favor, and uh, they seemed to listen to all the evidence, you know, and it, it they spent some time on that case. So it turned out, you know, I guess, as as a lot of people who watched it expected it would, um, and it was sensationalized because she was involved. But, right. um, you know, it was the verdict that, that, uh, uh, that the evidence seemed to support. Ah, uh, kind of. What did she say when she leaned over and whispered something to him as she walked by him? She didn't she wish him well or something? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. She did. Oh, have a so, good day yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I have and a that, question that's for you. Exchange, that same exchange that sometimes happens in court, where you know oh, people really? who've been mean or 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 will will be uh, rough on the other side, and then suddenly at the end try to shake hands or be friendly, and sometimes that doesn't come off very well. Uh, this is for all three of you and all of our listeners at uh, 952-600-2575. Has she popped a bolt completely? There's something <laughs> wrong with her. <laughs> Holy God, it's like lady again. I think that candle kind of was the end of all, but who knows? No. <laughs> the candle, the vagina candle did it all for you, did it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That just set her over the top. Although she'll always be pepper pots from the Avengers for me, so, you know. Yeah, there you go. But Well, Michael, I liked your take on, on these things because you didn't go, get all political about it. You talked about two different yeah, cases. and Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, but there are a lot of lawyers I see on TV that can't possibly do what you just did. They always, yeah. you have to know what they think, not what the reality is. Plus, I, I got my historical shot in on, on Ulysses S. Grant, so... <laughs> Take that, Grant. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't take a shot at me, which was really unusual. I mean, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. So we'll tell Catherine happy birthday. I will do that. Thank you, Michael. Take care. Bye, you Michael. Too. Michael Bryant. Michael Bryant Bradshaw and Bryant. See, this is what I'm looking for, the even keel take on it. You know what I mean? I love I think him. Michael did a – yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, God, I hope he didn't hear that. No, oh, to, don't worry. I'm a great guy. No, what do you think? Don't worry. I got him off the line before he heard that. Perfect. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that.
I'm just very, very concerned that America, to me anyway, America looks as weak as it has in a long time. It just nobody's happy with anything, and they're going after each other. And oh my God, I mean everything they talk about now. Um, I'm appearing up on the stand here today, ladies and gentlemen, because I walked into the men's room and the light was turned off when I went in there and I had to go over and turn the light on so I could see what I was doing. And I don't know if it was a Democrat or a Republican that turned it off, but I know it was one. Of, everything's about politics now. Yeah. I am so sick of the, you Republicans need to do something. Oh, you Democrats are the worst people. on. Would you calm down? Your job, by the way, is to work together, not make people more uncomfortable with your pissing and moaning nonstop. Yeah, we want you to get something done. I mean, I'm so, I want to get back to not seeing them in entertainment news. I think AJ had a really good point with that. Like, I want to seek them out and be bored when I read about their, the stuff they're doing. Like, I, that's what I want. I want them not to be like looking for the quote, looking for the tweet, you know, they're looking for that thing to say that's going to get in the news cycle. No, thank you. I agree with you. Well, let's just, but, but seriously, I wish that they would still, because I think they used to, I don't, I don't know how long ago that was, but I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, the first thing you two need to understand is you need to work together as much as you possibly can, not make money off each other's bitching. Yeah. You know, work together for Christ's sake. This is America. Why don't we try to make the country great again for Christ's sake? And I understand over the years, we've people have been treated very poorly and this and that and the other thing. There's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I, don't you think it would be better for the youth of America if we work together? Yeah, I mean, in theory, yes. We just don't, I don't know where where we're going to go with that. I The goals seem to be different. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's funny because... On a very basic level, I feel like people do want to work together. It's just when you start, do when you, really? you start getting, yes, like on a, uh, I, I mean, like in my life, like if there's a goal, I work with, oh. you know, someone like AJ and we're like, okay, how can we make this work? On my ba- very basic, like hyper localized level, I find that to be true. And so maybe sometimes you just have to lean into your surroundings because you have no control over the vast, you know, majority of things that you were getting exposed to that's national. Well, serve, serve your, the voters. Yeah. They voted you in, serve, serve the people. That's yeah. your job. Yeah, and I don't understand that because it's always the, there's something that's so logical and it seems like it would benefit a large group of people, but then just because mm-hmm. they don't want the accomplishment to go on one group's resume, we have to, we have to be against it. We have to block it. We have to do whatever. Right. Uh, it's it. I mean, I I believe that deep down these people actually want to do their job, but the, mm-hmm. they're too concerned about trying to get reelected and represent a small mm. group of people that has you know the that has their votes in their hands and all that stuff. So, it's it's, right. it's very frustrating when some logical things just get thrown out the window just because we can't do this now, but maybe in two or three or four years when when it's going to benefit our our group all together, then we'll do it. But yeah, it's uh, kind of a clown show at times. It is indeed. Now, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you're involved in this, AJ, but I know that Brittany, obviously serving our country, worked with rifles and pistols and all these other situations. I don't know anything about assault rifles. I've never shot an assault rifle. I've never even held an assault rifle. 
I have pistols, but I've never owned a rifle because I'm not a hunter. So what what is the deal with that? Why do, and again, I'm not trying to make an argument here because I have no knowledge what the hell I'm talking about. I have no idea what I'm talking about here. But why are assault rifles for sale? Because you can't hunt with it. Can you hunt with an assault rifle? I don't think so. I don't think you could either. I don't think you can so, go hunting with like an M4 or M16. Yeah, so what what do you use it for? Just can you use it for target practice? You can do that, I would imagine. Uh yeah, like people like first off people like collecting them and people like them for um going to ranges and things like that, but I have yeah, I well yeah. we had I remember when we were done with the deployment, we had the option like here is a a big wholesaler you can buy your weapon from if you're like really like a weapon or this or that. Um and I just remember most guys I was deployed with would be like, I don't, why would I need a, a rifle? Why would I need an M4? Why would I need an M16? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't know. And I'm not a hunter, so I don't know. But I do, I do know, again, like we said, if you have to make that many shots or get scope that bad boy to that extent, <laughs> you probably shouldn't be hunting. Yeah. I, it, to me, it seems like everybody having those would be like the equivalent of everybody driving like a, a like a semi truck on the highway yeah it's unneeded you can get where you're going in a sedan or like an suv just mm-hmm. you don't it in it seems like it's just so unnecessary mm-hmm. but you know i'm also i want to point out i'm very uneducated i've gone hunting like twice in my life and you know i i'm i'm not that great of a shot so i'm not really the person to be talking about it yeah, I don't have any. I, I've never been hunting in my life either. You know, the, the reason I never went hunting? Hmm. I could never trust anybody to be in the woods with me with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, no way, man. Uh, yeah, you're, it's going to be hard to go hunting then if you're not going to trust another human with a gun near you. Well, but by the same token, I was in a, in a marching band back in the day called the Laurelites. It was a, like a drum corps, mm-hmm. right? And we used to go to all these, you know, the Montgomery's and the, we went all over the uh, the two-state area, Minnesota and Wisconsin, and marched in parades and did all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the guys, one of my favorite guys, of course, because when we'd come back on the bus, he would ask me to go up and grab the microphone and sing some songs and stuff on the way back. Just a great guy, really, really nice guy. I get a call one day. Uh, he did not like to hunt with a rifle. He didn't care for that at all. So he was a bow hunter. Uh-huh. So he would go uh, bow hunting deer. And, of course, he caught one right in the chest and it killed him. I, I, caught I a will bow? never forget it. He caught an arrow right in the chest. Oh. Yeah, killed him right on the – he never got out of the woods. He died in the woods. Just that, So it's not just guns. It's anything. You got knives. You got bows and arrows. You got guns. You got swords. You got all kinds of stuff, man. I just – could you be more – so if you make a, a motion in the woods, there's a chance you're going to catch an arrow. That's not good, man. Oh, that's right? terrifying. Oh, it was horrible. Nicest guy in the world, I will tell you that. No question. Um, I, I Here's what I don't understand, I, and I don't know these numbers. I'm trying to fit into this whole deal because I've never even held an assault rifle. I don't know anything about them. So if you own one, I'm not trying to judge anybody because I don't know a damn thing about what I'm talking about. But the one question I do have uh to go on t- on camera after three children, nine years old, and three adults that tried to save them were killed, six people, I really wish you wouldn't go on camera and start talking about how this party supports uh, automatic weapons and it's got to stop and, oh, my God, it's just terrible and blah, 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 blah. 
What's the percentage of people killed by handguns in America? Because I own two of them, so should I get rid of my handguns? How many people, the comparison of assault weapons as compared to pistols, I got to believe 95% of the, the murders are done with pistols or 98%. Don't you think? I don't know. I have no idea those numbers. And what's sad about these kind of numbers is it depends where you look because they'll clarify. They you can you can play with these numbers a certain way. Yeah. To whatever yeah. agenda you want. I, but I I I can't stress enough. It's like, you know, I don't. I'm not scared of people having weapons. I've slept with an M4. I you right, know we had right. one on deployment. We've constantly had whatever, but I. I think we can all agree that how easily that somebody in a state of distress can get one and like lack perspective is not, yeah. we're not in a yeah. good place with it. Like <laughs> I want my kid, I want, I don't, I don't want some irate kid with like, you know, just out of high school who's got no perspective to be able to within one day get a gun and not have any like cool down yeah. time. I don't want yeah. that. And I, I think everyone, it's funny because I think everyone agree, like these people that have them and use them right, Tom, you're right. Like there are people in my life that have arsenals of guns. You know, we have up north, yeah. you know, yep. I trust them so much. I, I sleep at their house. I My kiddo sleeps at their house. They're not the ones I'm worried about. They're also not the ones that are going to be deterred by a two-week waiting list. You know, they're the ones that, like, I want this weapon. I want this gun. I want this rifle. And they don't mind waiting. You know what I mean? And then there's these loopholes, these gun shows, these this and that, where you go, you just, there is no Buddy who needs a gun within two hours. You just, it just doesn't exist where it should happen. Yeah. We got to get control of a lot of this stuff. I, I, look, I, again, I don't have an opinion on assault weapons because I don't know anything about them. Maybe I should study up on them and see, is there a reason to have them even? Is there a reason to sell them? And I'm not saying they shouldn't sell them. I'm just, I got to find out, is there a reason to do that? Yeah. Because you, you, you can't use those to hunt, can you? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe there's certain animals you can, but I, the more I try to look into it, it gets a little confusing, but I don't think so. But I will be honest with you. This is just my personal take on it, that you're allowing crime to go on and people are beating the piss out of each other and killing one another and shooting one another. And we just let them out of jail and wander the streets until, you know, maybe their day in court comes up or whatever the hell the situation is. That's why I have handguns in my house, because I can't allow these people to walk up on my family. These people are nuts. I'd rather not. I, I be honest with you, seriously, I would rather not have to have a couple of handguns at the house to protect my family. Yeah. But you're allowing people to do whatever the hell they want. They beat the piss out of people right on camera in subway stations and bus stops and train stations, uh, walking the streets of every major city, including Minneapolis and St. Paul. They beat the piss out of people and you just let them skate. You know, and, and Tom, I think you have to like, there's no worries about you, somebody who is registered, have a registered gun, and, you know, you've got a handgun. I, we're so far away from that, that liberty being taken from you. Like, that, that is like this 18th tier on the right, issues that is. Right. So when you break it down like that, yeah, if you want, if that's something you personally feel better at night with that in your house, I, you've got it registered. You're not the problem. And that's where we no. have to distinguish people just, you know, umbrellaing, putting people in these groups where you go, yeah, that's that's not the issue. This one man who has one handgun that's registered, like, 
you're fine. Um, right. But, you know, we've got a long way to go. And I and the, what sucks is we're not even going to have these conversations because everyone is going to their extreme sides. So yeah, we're, they are. Like you yep. said, you're obviously immediately both sides are getting defensive. And it's like, you're right. Where are we mourning these kids and these people? And we go straight to the, well, they're coming for our guns. And, oh, we need their – it's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, when when little children and teachers get killed, well, there should be a moratorium of GOP and Democrats. You can't use either GOP or Democrat in your conversation for two weeks. I agree. You just can't even bring it up. Just take a beat. Take a beat. That's all we're saying. Okay, I'm going to do a little segue here because we got Ken Herbeck and Phil Mackey coming up to talk a little baseball. Timmy Lammers, of course, at 945. But i got to have a buffer between what we just talked. And it was very important to talk about that stuff because I don't have the knowledge I should have about this whole situation. I I just don't like it when people take the deaths of six people, three of them children, to start chirping about the GOP and the Democratic Party. It's like, would you shut up and let these people mourn? How about that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Try to act like a human being. Okay, we shift gears now to this headline... Maryland man charged with cyber-stalking ex-girlfriend. What do you mean by cyber-stalking? What do you think cyber-stalking would be? I'm probably going through her socials and make, you know, her social medias and making sure, yeah, like looking at all that stuff and and over-contacting her. Okay, now, um, AJ, what do you got? What would would cyber-stalking a woman be? Maybe like going to their Instagram and like repeatedly DMing them like, hey, like, can we talk and blah, blah, blah. And it's just message after message or, you know, like like Brittany said, going to their social media and like poking them on Facebook and trying to like comment on every picture. Like, why aren't you talking to me? That type of thing. Okay, I like both your takes, by the way. Very good takes. Derek Wayne Bowers, age 44, was indicted on one count of stalking by a federal grand jury in Martinsburg. According to court documents, Bowers harassed and intimidated his former girlfriend through text messages, phone calls, and via Facebook in December. This is one month in December of 2022. In one month, he called the Morgan County victim 815 <gasps> times. What? <Jeez. laughs> 800 and you say 50? 815 times in one month. Oh, my. So was her phone never not ringing? I guess not. I, what? Oh, by the way, I lied. I should have read the, the rest of that sentence. He called Morgan County victim, uh, the Morgan County victim, 815 times in two days. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me, let me crunch the math here real quick. Is that yeah, like yeah. 17 times an hour? <laughs> Pretty I mean, you just throw your phone out at that point. Like, I don't even like it if somebody who's not even their fault, if they text me while I'm on a phone call, like somebody else texts me while I'm on a phone call, I'm like, how dare you, Lindsay? And so the idea that somebody was calling your phone nonstop, oh, gross. That's got to be the most confident guy in the world because I – I hate calling people unless it's right. like a, an emergency. And if I'm not dying, you don't need to call me. You know, like I will. I will <laughs> AJ text. is like, do not. We'll we'll text in unless it's an emergency. Other like, how do you call that person seventeen times an hour? Eight hundred fifteen in two days. In forty-eight hour period, Wolf. he had to call her literally every three and a half minutes for forty-eight straight hours. Oh, that was the easy, re- easiest restraining order they ever got. That to, uh, to yeah. bring that paperwork in. 
Yeah, the judge is like done and done. Mm-hmm. God, 815 times in two days. All right, we'll take a break. Be right back. Score North. Phil Mackey and Kent Herbeck will join us right after this in the Tom Bernard Show. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp, plus social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, and more. All the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, 920, now 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. Right here in the Tom Bernard Show. Let me, I got to make sure I, I have the an accurate uh, read on the temperature right now. Um... Yeah, so right now it's 35 and cloudy. Uh, it was supposed to start raining. It says 100% chance of rain today. And I'm looking at it, and it's supposed to be raining. Is it raining right now? Because it says it's just cloudy. Um, it was when I drove in, but I don't know if it's right. still raining. We don't have any windows. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Uh, so I, I got to check. Phil, are you on the phone? Uh, no, I am a crystal clear as day through uh, some sort of computer setup here that AJ has me through StreamYard. Oh, the st- 
Stream Yards great. Okay. This morning. Yeah. So you are there. Uh, mm-hmm. Kent Herbeck, you're there as well, right? I am here as well. Wow. Okay. Technology. Hey, let's fire this up. Let's go, Tom. Right now. Come okay. on. Wanna know? <laughs> let's we're going to get to that in a second, but I, I have a problem to, that I have to solve first. So we have Ken Herbeck on the phone. We've got uh, Phil Mackey on uh, StreamYard. I've got AJ in studio. I've got Brittany in studio, and I have to read this, and it's going to be very painful to read this. Okay, you guys ready? Uh-huh. So support me after I read this, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck. Oh, God, that was painful. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just goes, mm. It's not well, raining here. Let's sending talk in his own copy again. It's not okay. Yeah, we'll talk about. Let's talk about Minnesota legend Ken Herbeck. Sports is brought to you by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or in your fridge. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Uh, welcome both of you, Kent. As you know, this is true, Phil. We just got to know each other a little bit ago, so you might know it's true, but you might not. Uh I was so excited yesterday, Kent, to watch that uh, game. I love the pitching. The defense was terrific. Uh, the hitting, I mean, uh, well, they gave up two hits, two, three hits. I know it was just a couple of hits, I think. Two hits, right? yep. yep. So, Kent, am I – well, you, you've known me now for 35, 36, 37 years. Do I get too excited about my Minnesota Twins when they win the first game of the year? <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, good morning, first of all. Nice to be on, Tom. Thanks for having uh-huh. me on again. And, oh, it's and great thanks to for have the you. folks over at uh, Killebrew Root Beer, Jimmy Lundin and the crew, for uh, for helping us out with doing this uh, spot. That's pretty awesome. Um, yep. Hey, why not get excited? You know what? Maybe they win the maybe they win the uh, the division by one game. It's because they won yesterday. Who knows? I right? love it. I just love. It. We got the light happy music is back. Brittany, you got a little light happy music for Kent and Phil. We're working on it. Uh, yes, we got some for you. Right there, you go. Uh, here it is. Happy music. The light happy music has returned, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. My twins are in first place. I said the twins are in first place. You heard me. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Phil, All what right, do you, you think? You got 162 more days to do that. Yeah, that, <laughs> exactly. Here we go. Well, <laughs> Phil, I will tell you, uh, Kent and, and Gary Gaetti and I appeared on a, a, a TV show in 1987 after they won the World Series, and Gaetti looked at me and <laughs> said to me, "Tom, you predicted the Twins were going to win the World Series before this even season even started this year." How did you know they were, we were going to win the World Series? And I said, ah, I think you're going to win it every year. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of blue. <laughs> it, 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 and Kent can probably speak to It's kind of like the Kirby Puckett, uh, hey, everyone hop on my back, boys. Like, well, he actually said that before several games. But uh, you still right. get the credit when it pays off. Now, Ted, I'd love exactly. Kent's thoughts on this. This pitching staff, and it's, I think pitchers are always ahead of hitters. You know, in the in the early weeks of the season, especially you know April May, and so you're going to see a lot of this. You saw a bunch of ten strikeout games yesterday, but this feels like the most stable Twins pitching staff we've had in a long time, probably going back ten, fifteen years. I don't know that there's a Johan Santana ace at the top of it, but it does feel like they have a bunch of guys who are going to go out and at least give you a competitive five or six or seven innings, which in 2023 Major League Baseball. That's kind of all you can ask for. You don't you don't have the eight nine inning horses anymore, unless you're the Mets with Verlander and Scherzer. But 
I'm kind of Ken, I'm kind of excited about the pitching staff for the first time in a while. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, great job by Pablo yesterday. Uh, that was, uh, you know, I think everybody's watching to see how he was going to do. We know how Sonny Gray goes out in battles. Um, you know, and the other guys are, are uh, guys that can pitch deep, I think. Um, and, and, and I, you know, as, as my manager back in the day, TK, said, you're only as good as you're pitching. And uh, we didn't have a lot of great pitching back when I was playing. We had a couple guys, and that was seemed to be it. But the guys, uh, you know, the guys kind of came together. It seemed like this team, for some reason to me, when I'm getting a feeling, they, they really have a good time together and they really care about each other, what I've seen on TV and, you know, some of the uh, the different reports from, from spring training from different news channels. These guys are hugging and high-fiving and, and shaking hands and stuff. Um, they seem to really care about each other, and I think that's, I think that's number one in a clubhouse is, is to make sure that the guys all get together and you're all on the same page and having fun doing it. And I saw that this spring and, uh, you know, hopefully it carries over. These guys can, uh, can pitch like they can pitch, but then again, you also have to score some runs. And, uh, I think they got the offense that might be able to score some runs. You know, I'm in a situation. That right, and that's exactly what I told Gary Gaetti in 1987 after I made that smart-ass comment about I, I think you're always going to win the World Series. But <laughs> you guys, and I do see what you're talking about, Kent. You guys back in those days, when I was around you at the very, very beginning, you know, popping in the, on the field once in a while, you guys were very, very receptive and nice. But I just noticed how every one of you got along so well. You actually wanted to be around one another, and I thought, man, that's what it takes. To win the World Series, you got. If you're if you're not a unit, you're never going to win. And I did see that uh, certainly yesterday with this Minnesota Twins team too. Yeah, I, I think a, a manager's job, first of all, is uh, you know they say how good of a manager is he? Is he a great manager? Is he a good manager? I think the manager I see is a, is a guy that uh, is a guy that can get his twenty six, twenty five, whatever players there are nowadays. To get along and play together, and and I don't care if you're working at a gas station or if you're working at a radio station, if you're all having fun together, it seems to me like things go a heck of a heck of a lot better, and you have more fun in what you're doing and you become more productive. And TK was great at that, putting the right guys in the clubhouse before the yep. season even started. No doubt about it. Phil, I should point out to you, by the way, that all those years ago, 1987, 88, 89, then, of course, all the way through the 91 World Series victory as well, I would say things on the air that really pissed off some of the players. But I was just trying to be honest in my view. I know it's really hard to believe, isn't it? (laughs) But here's my favorite time that I did that, right? So I made some comment about that. It was a pretty harsh comment. There's no question. I walk into the stadium, went down, you know, kind of on the field there. And I will never forget this. Everybody's giving me the evil eye. They're looking at me like they want to kill me. And Ken Herbeck walks by and goes, Hi, Tom, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to lighten forget. up the load. Lighten up the load, baby. I will never forget. Trying to keep you from getting a bat upside the head. Exactly. (laughs) You know what? You know what's funny though. So I I, and and I used to early early in my my radio career. I used to do a three hour talk show with Patrick Roycey, who, you know, he uh, 
I don't know if you guys know this, once in a while has a couple critical things to say about Minnesota sports. <laughs> yeah, and the, baby. The, the delicate balance. So I was a beat writer covering the 2010, 11, 12, sort of the Joe Maurer, Justin Morneau team in the clubhouse every day. But then you get on the radio for three hours. You know, you're, on the, you're on the air for like, what, 15 hours a week. You know, you're going to say some things that piss some people off. And uh, a couple players, I think Kadire was one of them. And uh, Ooh, yeah. Pav- Pavano when he was here. And, and one, of the, one of the best compliments that they ever gave me was, at least you show up. At least you'll, you know, that's not, and, and Herbie, like players, it's not, they're not actually going to take a bat to your head. There's a couple guys that might, you know, that might do that, but they just, <laughs> they just want you to walk through the room and they want to look you up and down a little bit. And then maybe you, maybe you gain some more respect. Actually, one time, Lavelli Neal, you know, longtime beat writer, columnist, uh, he told a story, this is probably 20 years ago, that uh, this is in the Jacques Jones, Torrey Hunter days. And Lavelle wrote something about how Jacques Jones was really struggling against left-handed pitchers. The jock was like two for 28, his last 28 at-bats against left-handed pitchers, and he put it in the Star Tribune. And Jacques Jones came to the clubhouse the next day furious, and he's just worked up. I can't wait till that guy walks into this clubhouse, so I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. And sure enough, you know, Lavelle walks in, and... And, and, and Jock kind of confronts him, right? You know, why are you writing stuff about me? And Tori Hunter steps in and goes, Jock, are you two for 28 off lefties? And Jock goes, well, yeah. He's like, you're two for 28 off lefties. What are you, you know, what, be better against lefties, and he will write that you're better against lefties. I love hey, that. Sometimes the truth hurts. That's for true. That's, that's sure. That's for true. You know, that, that's what happens sometimes. And like you said, I like the idea that the guys show up and, after writing something like that, they don't stay away for a couple of weeks. They come walking in the clubhouse and say, if anything has any, anybody has anything to say about it? Because it's hard. It's definitely hard to be a writer or an announcer and not criticize a team if they're playing. I know Tom Kelly said this to Dick Bramer when Tom Kelly was working with Dick Bramer, you know, the infamous Richard, uh, calling him Richard all the time. Yes, and TK had a hard time with it, and he told he told Dick Bramer he was always mad at Dick Bramer for making some comments about the team <laughs> on why why TK was managing. Well, then TK is working in the booth with him, and he he actually got took Dick Bramer aside one day. It's like, and understand why you said stuff about our teams like that because we did suck and we were bad. Now I, I understand how hard it is to come up in the booth and not say something critical about the team that's playing on the field. So. There you go. Yeah. No, that is true. Um, by the way, Dick Bremer is one of the best in the in the country at doing that job. Anyway, he's very good. Forty, 40 years, man. Forty years. Yep. He's been doing. Nineteen eighty-three. He started. Yep. God, that's amazing. But just terrific job, and I, I loved watching it. Uh, was on with him now. Watched the game uh, yesterday. God, that was fun to watch that game, Kent. I'm very, very serious. And Phil, I, I don't know if you did. You watch the game, Phil? Wow, that's a whole can of worms for me as a, as a YouTube TV <laughs> subscriber uh, who also oh, pays oh. for a Bally, uh, a Bally Sports North online subscription. Uh, I don't get the games in my home, I found oh. out yesterday. Oh. And so I went, to a, I went to a local bar down the street to watch the game. And uh, we're going to work on a solution for that. But if Major League Baseball <laughs> could just, I don't know, make the games available for those of us who stream our content, that would be great. Thank you, Rob Manfred, for hearing my complaints. I'd like I'd like it to be able to uh, flip your TV on if you're out there in the middle of South Dakota someplace and be able to turn your TV on and watch the game. I mean, these people are 
struggling not to watch a regular baseball game. I mean, they don't know how to. Some of the people out there, or even here, don't even know how to stream and all this kind of stuff. Just turn the TV on and have the ball games on. Boy, people are missing watching it on TV. I know that. You know, one fact. thing that was that was very evident yesterday. So the, the Twins game took like a like two two hours thirty minutes or something. There was a couple games around the league that were two hours and fifteen minutes. Ten right? games under three hours. God. And it's the it's the pitch clock. I know that there there was like an average of maybe one violation per game, and it's going to take some adjusting to. But this wouldn't be necessary if you go go back to like you know the early nineties. I feel like Herbie, you guys didn't take a half hour between pitches to sit there and adjust. And I I, I personally I kind of like that we're cutting out some of the dead time between pitches and just getting some more pace back in the game. You're not yeah, cutting out yeah. action. You're you're just you're just cutting out some of the dead time. And I thought it was great yeah. yesterday. The walk-up song thing where you get up there and dance at the plate and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that, that to me is, is, is garbage. And and, and adjusting uh, you know, batting gloves after everything and putting on uh, elbow pads and knee pads and arm pads. And it takes a guy a half hour to take that stuff off before he walks down the first base after he walks. Um, yeah, they've kind of got rid of that. I like it. And I, it was so weird because it's watching the game. It's like you're missing pitches because the guy's already throwing two more pitches and you're thinking, Wow, the count was just one and zero. Now it's two and one. What happened to those other two pitches? Well, the guy already yeah. threw them because they have to, get, you know, keep up with the clock. So it definitely keep keeping a better pace of the game, and it seems like it's got more activity going on in it for some reason. Yep, I like. Now, it. I do it. I do have to ask this because Kent, you're not exactly a short guy yourself. But uh, yeah. watching, I have not been to the ballpark yet. Um, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna go to a lot of games this year. I'm very very fired up about it. Has Major League Baseball in general, the players, they seem to be gigantic now compared to what they used to be. <laughs> My God, there are a lot of big fellas in baseball, right? Uh, I don't. I guess I don't I don't look at that aspect of it, whether you're big or small or whatever. If you play the game, uh, you should be on the field if you know, if you know what you're doing. I guess I haven't noticed. It, it seems to be a lot... Uh, to me, I guess taller pitchers. There's these guys that are six eight, yes. six nine. They're pitching. Um, yep. Other than that, I guess I, I don't. Uh, I guess I don't really know. I don't well, you're know like how, that or not? How tall are you? Six four, six five. Yeah, six. Yeah, I'm shrinking now. I was six five. I'm shrinking now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shrinking now. But yeah, maybe that's why you wouldn't notice it. But I'm watching on TV yesterday, like broad-shouldered, very tall. I mean, my God, remember a lot of when I was a kid, a lot of baseball players were not very big. They were very thin and very fast runners and that kind of deal. I guess kind of like the Rod Carew type of player. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, look at the umpires once. Take a look at the different looking umpires now. The umpires were all in shape and everything. Boy, back when we played, or back before I played, <laughs> it was always pretty funny. To, <laughs> yeah, all these guys were, they stood out there. And, they all had under-boob they, uh, sweat they when you played. <laughs> they did have under-boob sweat. They all had no. under-boob sweat, Herbie, when you played. <laughs> guy like Kenny Kaiser, you know, big barrel chested Kenny Kaiser. And Ron Luciano who was a character out there on the main. I mean, these guys weren't, the, the umpires nowadays are... Man, they're athletes. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they really are. They look like, but uh, I don't know if they weren't athletes back when I played, but they definitely are in better shape themselves this now than they were back when I played and before. You know, I got to be honest with you, both uh, Kent and Phil, and and obviously all our listeners, Brittany and AJ. I got I got to go along with the Valley Neal. I got to believe this team's going to win over ninety games, man. I know that's a that's a long haul, but that team. 
if they can be consistent, uh, I can, I think they can win twenty. What do you guys think? Or ninety? Excuse me. I mean, um, I, I, you know what? It, it's the health deal. Keep the guys healthy. I know yeah. they're. Uh, they talked about. Uh, there's a couple different guys uh, down there going to be playing in, in uh, St. Paul over there with the with the Saints Triple um, A. They've got a lot of guys. We've got a lot of. It seems to be a little bit more depth in the pitching. Um, there's a few guys. Bailey Ober was one that they thought was going to make the club that didn't. Um, he's going to be down there. There's a few guys. Louis Varlin or uh, Concordia, a Concordia superstar, Concordia St. Paul superstar that pitched last year for the Twins is in AAA this year and get, you know getting ready to be called up. But I think they're a lot deeper. But you know what? It, it all takes time. It, it, it takes health, man. You got to stay healthy and yep. stay on the field and want to, the guys want to get out there and play every day and and. Uh, and we'll see how Rocco, you know, adjusts them to getting days off and this and that. But uh, staying healthy and and um, you know going through the year with with hopefully Byron Buxton in the lineup for 135 games for you would be great too. Yeah, good move on starting him off as a DH. I think that's a really smart move, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. If he's not feeling right, uh, apparently his his legs are still bothering him a little bit. But uh, right. yeah, hopefully he's in the, in, into the swing of things and, and can get in the outfield. But uh, didn't I think their outfield is not going to hurt without him because Michael Taylor that they've got playing the outfield for him is a great outfielder. Kep is doing well in the outfield, and, and Larnick had a great day yesterday. I look for big things out of him. Like to see him uh, stay in the lineup and, and stay hot and and uh, you know keep swinging the bat well. I will tell this story to Phil Mack. I know we, you both got to go very quickly here, but uh, Phil, um, many, many years ago, and, and Kent would remember this, whether he knew he was doing it to me or not, not Kent, but somebody else on the team, uh, back at the old Met back in the day, Gene Mock was the manager of the team. Hell of a manager, no question about it. But I would be a little vocal in my praise and my... I guess, uh, derision of the team a little bit here and everything. There was a point in one week, I believe, Gene Mock, on his way back to the dugout, had a had scratched his forehead uh, while looking at me, and he, he scratched his forehead with his ming- middle finger. You know yeah. why he would have done that, Kent? I... <laughs> well, it wasn't, it wasn't because he was listening to your show, because your show wasn't on back then. No, it was right? not. It was not on <laughs> yet, yet then. It must have been you then. It, uh, it must have been me. Was that before uh, you got fired from KSTP that he uh, gave you the middle finger? You mean which time? <laughs> I've been I've been fired <laughs> from every job I've ever had. <laughs> Let me count the ways. <laughs> All right. So basically, for an entire Minnesota Twin season, I have to say this. Minnesota legend Kent Herbeck Sports on the uh, Tom Bernard Morning Show is presented once again by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Begin your next memory at your favorite grocery or convenience store today. We can take a break. Be right back. One more minute. Just a couple of wrap-up comments right after this. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. 
We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the MySlippers the number one selling MyPillow product, and I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. These will sell out. Trust me on that one. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for only 25 bucks. Regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code TOM, T-O-M, for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so order now. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yep, you guessed it, drives a Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and around Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me. Me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to Walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, uh, 944 now, 16 minutes till 10 o'clock KQRS. What time does Phil usually have to be out? Does he have to be out by by 40, 35? Do you know? I have no idea. Uh, I, be- I believe it usually like 45 for him. It is 45 for him. Okay. I just want to make sure. Kent, how long, how long can you... Oh, we're going to wrap it up here, but... Uh, whatever. You, we'll, we'll talk doesn't to matter. whatever. I'm fine. No, doesn't Look matter. at that. Now we're talking. Okay, so I can ask you quickly here. We got the day off today, but then we got uh, Saturday and Sunday. We got, what, 310 start, I believe, on... I think one's an earlier game and one's a mid-afternoon game. Yeah. Um, I gotta believe the Twins are gonna come out of this what two and two and one, maybe even three and zero. Oh. I, I, they played a damn good game yesterday, Kent. What, what's your what's your take on? Uh, the, uh, you this know weekend? what? Let's 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 come home uh, from the six day road and you know come home and shovel snow and and play another game when we play on <laughs> Thursday, um, <laughs> so they don't get tired, so they can get the field cleaned off. But uh, yeah, you know what? Play good baseball. Uh, stay healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, come home four and two, four and one, six and oh, who cares? Um, 
as long as they're playing good baseball and the guys are staying healthy, uh, you know, get off to a good start. I, uh, you know, like I said, everybody likes what happened yesterday. You know, they could get beat 12 to two tomorrow, but, uh, you know, don't give up on them right away. We got to, they're going to have their good days and bad days, but we need to have more good days than bad days and stay healthy. That's all. It's, I guess that's my take on it. All right. The only problem I have with it, I already took a stand this morning at 7 a.m. and I predicted the Twins were going to go 162 and 0. Do you think that was too much? Well, yeah, that might have been a little strong. You might not. Have <laughs> Just a little too strong. You think? I suppose it's true. Well, I tell you, honest to God, uh, it's so great. How many years we've we been doing this now? A few years already, right? Yeah, we did a, what two or three years uh, on the on, on that other station. Um, and now, uh, and now doing it again, it's, it's great to be back. Great to be talking twins baseball again and whatever else we're going to talk about. It's neat that, uh, Phil's going to be on so he can give us his take from the, uh, from the, the writer's point of view, I guess. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Uh, the one thing I he'll see, you know, what's neat about it, he's going to see more stuff than I actually see. Cause he's, you know, he's down there in the clubhouse or whatever and walking around and can see different stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll be able to, uh, We'll be able to, to hear his perspective, which I think will be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I wanted to make sure that now, should I call you at home when I'm going to come to a game to make sure when I come and see you, you'll be wearing your Tom Bernard IQ 92 hat? Uh, yeah, do I have one? I thought you kept one, didn't they? I thought you kept one. I don't know if I did or not. Okay, we'll close why, with why this. Why would I wear that one anymore, though? To insult me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get in line for that. What? Yeah, you got that race. A long line you're going to have to stand in. Uh, we'll close with this because it was such a cool damn thing. Uh, 1987 World Series. And I look in the outfield and hanging over the left field wall, the second deck there at the old dome, there's a bed sheet. And on the bed sheet, it says Tom Bernard IQ 92 because he thought I was too stupid to understand anything about anything, right? And so I mentioned to Kent uh, last year when the Twins were nice enough to give me a Tom Bernard day at the stadium. It was very nice of them. And Matt Hoy is one of my favorite people anyway. But uh, I walk up to Kent and I said, yeah, you're wearing your Tom Bernard IQ 92 hat. You know, it's quite an honor to uh, have your name on a bed sheet hanging over it. I mean, my name was on a, a banner at the World Series. And Kent said... Yeah, well, I hit a grand slam in a World Series. I went, yeah, I guess that's a little better. <laughs> yeah, the modest, the modest person I am. Yeah. We love it. We love it. Kent, I, I'm so glad you're back with us again. I love talking to you every week about my one of my favorite things in the world, and that would be Minnesota Twins baseball. Thank you, pal. All right, man. I appreciate it, and thank you to everybody there at uh, Hubbard. It was, it, it'll, be a, uh, it'll be a fun year, and hopefully... Uh, Hopefully we're talking in October. That's that's my mm-hmm. biggest. That's that's what I want to talking. Hundred sixty-two and zero. That's all I have to say. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, Somebody hit him on the side of the head there in the studio and wake him up. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work wake on that. Kent, <laughs> Kent, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you, sir. Take care, guys. Have fun. Bye. See ya. I think the world of that man always have. He's been such a great friend now. I mean, yeah, that's the thing about it, whether it's Timmy Laudner or Roy Smalley or Gary Gaetti, Kent Herbeck, whatever, to be friends with all the guys that won that, those World Series. You know, uh, Roy Smalley uh, came back uh, from, I think he went to the Yankees first, and then he came back for a while. But 
just really great people. There were there were only, there were a couple of guys in the team that I didn't, I didn't really get along with all that well, but in general, it was just a thrill to be around them every day and watch them win their World Series in 1987, then again in 91. Yeah, I mean that was very cool. What a unique perspective you have, and then the fact that we have Kent calling him. I mean, we got a. I'm pretty pumped, and you guys, I didn't start off being pretty pumped about the Twins. I didn't wake up thinking this whatever, but like I'm like. I'm ex- I'm excited. I love Me this. Me too. I, I don't act like you weren't wearing your twins pajamas into the studio today. Oh, I cannot wait to go to a game, Brittany, with you and Ka- and Catherine and Alex. Oh, oh my god, so much fun. Oh, It'll be unbelievable. And the food there is good too. That's it another, is. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now mm. we got Timmy Lammers brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy, you ready to go, Pally? I want one of those IQ uh, 92 hats. There are about 50 of them, I know that. <laughs> got to cover that bald head, brother. IQ 92. Yeah. Hey, before we get going today, I just want to give a quick shout out. You know, I'm standing getting pizza in Monticello the other day, and this Ooh. guy says, you look like a movie critic. Like, what? And he goes, what? Oh, yeah, I listen to you on the Tom Bernard uh, morning show. I said, really? I was like, well, that's great, man. I'll give you a shout out. His name is Jeremy Wheeler. He actually is the son-in-law of a, a, a former colleague of mine who is also in radio. So that's how we're all connected. And there's a pharmacist in the area named Todd, also big listener. And these guys also listen to the afternoon podcast or the family podcast. Excuse me. Isn't that so, wonderful? It, this thing is just God, the reaction to this has been amazing. So thank everybody in the entire world for that, I guess. It's kind of weird getting recognized, though, Tommy. I just like to keep in the dark in the theater, you know. I'm not, you know, I like, you know, not being known. You got to use this because I had a, a roommate. He worked at Capitol Records with me, a guy named Mark Wheeler. Mark Wheeler is one of the nicest people you'd ever want to meet. Just a great guy. But his name was Mark Wheeler, not Jerry Wheeler. But you can still use the line whenever you want to get a little frustrated because Mark was just a great guy. We lived together for a while in the same same house and all that stuff. And every time he'd do something, something trivial, not even that important, I'd look at him and go, Wheeler, you're the worst. So you got to do that to your buddy, too. Yeah, Jeremy Wheeler. Uh, Wheeler, you're the worst if you're listening. Jeremy Wheeler. Listening. So there you go. Hey, uh, we also have a new uh, movie in theaters. Tom, I know you're a big uh, role-playing game guy. I know you probably played Dungeons oh, sure. Dragons. <laughs> the, yeah. AJ or, or Brittany, do you play any games like that? No, my um. so I've watched a lot of it on Twitch. Where I went through this big phase where I'd watch people play Dun- Dungeons & Dragons. It was a, a unique time in my life. But my nephews, he's, he's almost 13. He'll be 13 this summer. He's really into Dungeons and Dragons. It looks like mm. a hell of a time. I just don't think I have the imagination to like do it well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. It's, it's, it's interesting going to a video game um, slash movie or turn movie because I don't play them either. So I don't have the faintest damn clue of what this thing is about. So I only have to look at it one way, and that is as a movie. Uh-huh. And I was not looking forward to seeing this movie, to be honest with you. And Ben... The big benefit with going in with no expectations is generally 
you can be surprised by what you see. Mm -hmm. And in this case, you know, it's a medieval fantasy comedy adventure, you know, based on this role-playing game. You got Chris Pine, you got Michelle Rodriguez, you have Hugh Grant, great cast. Uh, uh, Reggae John Page from mm -hmm. Bridgerton, Mr. Hunk. Yes. And he's full of charisma. Sophia Lillis, she was in the It movies. Uh, you know, so you got a lot of great actors in this movie. And I have to tell you, I was completely surprised by how entertaining it was. You know, it, 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 some of these movies that are previously video games just suck. Okay, Warcraft, terrible. Although Joe from Louisville, he, he, he liked it. But, you know, he's into the game, you know. So to me, it's just best not to try to compare the two, especially when I don't know a damn thing about it. So, again, as a movie fantasy uh, you know, it's fun. Chris Pine, he's got he's so affable on screen. He's got charm. Uh, you know, Michelle Rodriguez, she's from the Fast and Furious movies. She's got this tough demeanor. She kicks ass. Hugh Grant is a scoundrel. So they have all the right pieces in there. And the other thing is there are way too many visual effects. I just don't get it. They always have to throw everything at you. But the way they do it is inventive enough to make it unique. So you know, eight out of 10, maybe a seven, five, but probably an eight out of 10. This was a very, very pleasant surprise. And the other thing is after John Wick, don't bring the kids to that. Families can bring uh, moms and dads, uh, you know, uncles, aunts, whoever can bring kids to this movie. This is a great family movie. What is the name of the movie again? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, it is Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. So you loved it. Yeah, I mean, I guess what's really fun is that, again, I you almost had to drag me to this movie kicking and screaming. I mean, I just didn't. The, 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 the spots didn't look that entertaining to me. But again, once I got into it, a few jokes didn't land at the beginning. I'm thinking, oh, my God, here we go. But not too long into it. It's like, you know what? This is actually pretty fun. So, again, I think the people who are fans of the games might look at things completely differently, might totally hate it. For all we know. But how many people play that game? And, you know, what percentage of that is the movie goading audience? You know, 20%, 10%. Mm -hmm. We'll have 90% of people out there who don't know about it. And they're going to look at this for what it is. Just a fun fantasy movie. Oh, we like it. That's, hey, that's what I'm looking for is a little fun. I want to laugh a little bit going to the movies. That'd be great. Yeah, there's some really fun stuff in this. You know, um, if you haven't seen John Wick, there are also laughs in that. AJ, Brittany, Brittany, I don't know if you get a chance with a baby anymore to go to any movies. No, I'm, AJ, I'm, I'm so far behind on things. I have to wait until they come up back out on VHS. <laughs> VHS, <laughs> yes. That's it, VHS. That'll be cool again, believe me, it yep. will be. What about, eight? I know, because Tommy didn't see it, at least of Tuesday you didn't see it. So did you see it, Tom? I have not seen it yet. I'm waiting for it to come out in Betamax. And the, <laughs> <laughs> God. Laser disc. Laser disc. Yeah. VHS. Hey, AJ, come on, man. You're, you're a John Wick fan. What do you think? I had to take the week off because I really wanted to focus on getting into the studio and everything for the show here. But I'm going this weekend, I promise you, Timmy. Okay. Very good. Very good. Well, yeah, it, it is very entertaining. Sandy loved it. We talked about it uh, this morning. So, yeah, definitely check out the movie. It, it kicked ass at the box office, and they want another one. We'll see, though. We'll see. 
They're saying they're open to it now. They're saying number five might be in the works. Well, there's a movie, a spinoff movie called Ballerina. There was a, a ballet in the last movie with Angelica Houston. Oh. One of those ballerinas who's going to be played by Anna D.R. Moss is going to be an ass-kicking assassin ballerina. Mm. So, you know, maybe, that, maybe John Wick will make a cameo in that. Who knows? So I think that's what we're going to see next before a Wick movie. All right. Well, whatever works. So I will go see the movie. I got to talk Catherine. It's because it's three hours long. She's not going to like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bathroom breaks accordingly. That's all I will say. Why don't they put a, a timeout in there like they used in to when I was a kid? I know. And that's a great way to sell concessions. My God. Yep. yep. Let's bring it back, baby. But then if they do that, then we're going to start seeing four-hour movies, Tom. That's the oh, problem. God. Unless it's The Godfather, I have no interest. The Godfather part last. Part, Godfather <laughs> At least part the way last. you consider three is part last. Yeah, thank what was God. That? Right. Oh, oh, that's what it was. I used to go and Halloween watch, watch all the... Halloween part last. Halloween part last. That's the guy when part <laughs> Halloween part three came out. One of the theater owners came out and said, God, I hope that's Halloween part last. <laughs> well, this, this reboot sucks so bad. The last one, terrible. I hope that is the last one. Oh, my God. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Terrible. Yeah. All right, Timmy, what else you got? Well, quickly, on Paramount Plus, there's a new show called Rabbit Hole with uh, oh, yeah. I saw that. Keith yeah, Sutherland. Yeah, worth checking out. It's, he's a, it's a corporate espionage thriller. He, it's kind of the opposite of 24. He is actually the one being chased down. You know, usually he does the chasing. Now Kiefer's the one being chased. So not quite as intense as 24, but still a good series. So check that out on Paramount Plus. Uh, I think there are two episodes so far. It just started last week. All right, Palomino, we'll talk to you next week. All right, everybody, have a great weekend. Tommy, we'll talk Tuesday. Bye, Tim. Brittany, CAJ. Bye, Timmy. Bye, Timmy. Timmy, why do you do this to me, Timmy? Timmy, don't leave. <laughs> I still love doing that to him. Was that from Exorcist 1 or 2? Uh, I don't know. Timmy, Timmy, why do you treat me this way, Timmy? <laughs> I love doing that to him. <laughs> All right, Tim Lammers, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers. Great show today. I knew today's show was going to be a lot of fun, a lot of important news, and some very serious uh, subjects as well. But the Minnesota Twins win their game. Uh, a lot of great stuff. So you guys have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday, all right? Bye, Tom. Bye-bye.